Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Umbrella in it. Oh yeah, man. Oh. Island life. Island and life. By that we mean Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and I'm I'm finally getting fully acclimated to being bald, so I actually am putting suntan lotion on my. Oh, head these you're days. finally I'm just finally acknowledging full, oh, full depth. You're gleaming the the, the dome there. Yeah. Gleaming the dome. Yes. When does the interview start, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the second WHM summer rerun. We got the whole gang here to introduce. Indiana Jones. And John Reese davies all the way to Staten Island. (laughs) Oh, look at all these racists. No, there's good people there, too. The ferry was beautiful, but everything else sucks. You know, I saw a thing the other day, and so by the time this airs, this will be months ago, but um, some, like, skis head downtown got busted for charging a group of tourists $400 (laughs) $400 to ride the Staten Island Ferry. Are you kidding me? Inside joke for no one who's visited here before. That boat's fucking free. Also, <laughs> a hot dog is not $30. Uh, yeah, another dude got busted for that down at the World Trade Center. They were like, oh, yeah, $30 for this hot dog, which that one is on you, tourists. Oh, yes. <laughs> what hot dog ever go- Unless Hannibal made the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He puts a lot of craftsmanship into that stuff. Exactly right. Oh, this hot dog was made up of a very rude person. That sounds like a racist Japanese. <laughs> That's guy what voice. he sounds like. <laughs> In your head. Yeah, jeez, yikes. <laughs> so this episode, one of the like all-time heaviest hitters in show history. Um, 
we broke the 10 year rule for this. What the fuck was this for? This was an I anniversary. Think, yeah, yeah, I think this was our second year anniversary. Oh, was that what it was yeah. when we were doing anniversary shows, which we didn't do for the first year, I don't think. Yeah. Well, well, why, why would, would you, you do? Ce- yeah, why would you <laughs> celebrate your one first year episode? Selling, celebrating a year on the air. We did actually. Uh, we did, did we? Uh, Wired again. Oh, that's oh, you're totally right. Wow, we pat ourselves on the back a lot. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> sure <laughs> do enjoy doing what we do. <laughs> Welcome to Victory Laps on We Hate Movies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is you know the Ray Winstone impressions are here. The Sala impressions are all over the interdimensional place. aliens. Yeah, that's in the actual movie, though. We didn't make that part up. The shame yeah. and disappointment for Steven Spielberg. Oh, was yeah. this the episode where Sebulba is available was invented? It's entirely possible. Yeah. Or maybe the, the glitter duel of the dicks, I forget. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you find out, listener. Yeah, that's true. So enjoy Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Where do you begin with a movie like this? This is a movie that I'm pretty sure everybody has seen. Yeah, it, it, it's it's universally seen. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like no matter what it is, I mean, even now, if they were to make a fifth one of these fucking movies, I'd have to go see it. Of course you would. Yeah, it's Indiana Jones. You gotta see it. I, you know, does everybody know that there's a thing that they wanted to do five movies right from the outset? Yeah. That's a thing. No, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they had like they were going to do five, and that's like you know what they intended in the eighties or whatever. Did so, they did they intend the uh, Crystal Skull in the eighties? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's a uh, what happened? Did life get in the way? <laughs> just, <laughs> just raising family. Like, yeah, we wanted to make five of them, but just. I don't know. I don't think the technology was there to make a <laughs> shitty-looking plastic skull prop. Will, John Hurt was the one holdout for this movie. This script was written in 1987, and he's just like, I'm busy. <laughs> so I'm going to wait till I'm really old and decrepit. Oh, that's an acting decision. I think we should listen to him. Let's, <laughs> let's wait a little bit. Wait a decade. He's one of several people that does nothing in this movie. It's a really this game. This movie turns into a really crappy role playing game with a really useless party because it's just you've got your main characters and then it's like you meet this guy in the village and he's got a, a pretty cool power and he comes along with you and then there's a blacksmith who's got some good shit and then there's a shitty greaser that no one wants to come along anyway but he's gonna be the one that attracts all the young kids to your game so oh, you have to bring yeah, him you got to get that neophyte fighter in the group. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they each have their powers. One has greed. <laughs> one has cool, and one has complete fucking madness. <laughs> Ray Winston does have a level 10 greed in this movie. Gold! Oh, I love me gold! Oh, my sweet, pretty, beautiful gold! Oh. Jonesy leaves so I can be naked with the gold! <laughs> he would fuck some of those gold bars if given the opportunity. If there's like one of those gold monkeys, he'd fuck that gold monkey. Come here, gold monkey! I'm gonna fuck you! I'm gonna bugger this gold monkey for a second! It's... I'm gonna lick my sweaty lips while I do it! He's a fucking pig in this he, movie! He would Scrooge McDuck that treasure and swim <laughs> around. I just was <laughs> but but I believe his voice is more of a glum gold. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this though: if he's swimming around in a gold pool, you're definitely seeing Ray Winstone in one of those European style banana hands. Like, oh no! Hey, it, come on, gold pool, sexy beast, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, it's so hot in front of this gold pool. It's so bloody hot. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm beautiful. <laughs> the sun is reflecting off the gold, and it. <laughs> 
He's getting a sunburn all over his body at all times while this is happening. Gold's so hot. Now I'm being burned by my gold. <laughs> Scald me, gold. Burn my skin. But it's a good burn like a gonorrhea. <laughs> you know you've been somewhere when you got a pile of gold and gonorrhea. <laughs> I've lived, haven't I? That's, I think that's his final decision. <laughs> which we'll get to. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen Indiana Jones and been on an adventure with him. Is that 88 or 89? 90. It's 90. No, 89. We were talking about this the other day, uh, and I mixed up Back to the Future 3, which was like 93 with right. Indy Last Crusade. Yeah. You put me on the wrong track. I'm sorry. All right. And so, Last yeah. Crusade, I mean, like, we can go really quickly. Raiders of the Lost Ark, classic, amazing American movie, no, yep. no doubt about it. Uh, uh, Temple of Doom, not fun for some people. A lot of cool stuff in Temple of Doom. It's historically significant because it was the film that forced the PG-13 rating to be created. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of something, probably something to do with all those heart rips. Yeah, so many heart rips. <laughs> and I like, and I love that, uh, the, uh, Minecart, uh, Minecart's great. Really Good sequence in that movie. It is also in this, in the Lucas Spielberg overture. It's the first prequel. Oh, yeah. it takes place before oh, Raiders. Yeah, that's right. Also fantastically racist, which you want. <laughs> eh, they just eat monkey brains. <laughs> you Indian people. Indeed, this country smells. Shut up and eat your snake soup. <laughs> you don't want to offend them. <laughs> Man, chilled monkey brains. I heard that shit makes you crazy. <laughs> scientific fact i don't i don't know where i was reading that but it just made me think oh my god they could have gone batshit insane in temple of doom well that i mean that explains um that explains clue a lot better <laughs> you just all went fucking crazy they're all hallucinating because worms are eating their brains uh last crusade amazing movie it's it's mm -hmm, not yeah. i mean it, it's not what Raiders of the Lost Ark is, but it's it's so great. It's a really fun movie. It's 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 like really living in the world that they set up, and it's great. Now, here's a question about Last Crusade: Is that, as far as we know, because he ain't dead yet? But I mean, let's be realistic: Is that the last time we saw Sean Connery try at a movie? Untouchables mm. was before that. Yeah, mm. Entrapment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, well, the Avengers, no. No, no The Rock. The Rock. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand corrected. But, I mean, it's still a really great movie. Mm -hmm. It's not, yeah, I mean, I agree it's not better than, than Raiders, but I'd say it's it's pretty damn close. Yeah, that, that's neck and neck. It's two really perfect movies that sandwich kind of a little turd in the middle. <laughs> and then there's this, and I, you know, yeah, it's a bad movie. It made this show, I still think there's a lot of positive parts about it, but for all the positive parts, there's probably about two or three negative parts to go along with. Should it. also quickly mention that we are for obviously foregoing the ten year rule oh, for yeah. the Once anniversary. It's a special show, show. Yeah, yeah, of course. And for anyone who's new to the show, who doesn't know. One thing we try to keep ourselves to on the show as much as possible, and it's been broken before and been being broken today, and will be broken again. But uh, we try to do shows that have 
been around for at least 10 years uh, or, or, or yeah, older. This is really our treat yourself day. <laughs> it, this is treat yourself. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> oh, what a great way to put it. We are treating ourselves today. <laughs> we try to keep Eric, myself, and Chris separated as much as possible. We don't have all four of us around. It just gets ugly. <laughs> We can't uh-huh. sit on the same couch, I'll tell you that much. Because <laughs> everybody gets handsy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so this flick is Indiana Jones is picking up that teaching gig again. Uh, do, I, do we start at the beginning? I mean, I will say this about the, the beginning of this movie. It changes the format of an Indiana Jones movie, which in a way is kind of like the, the, intro, the intro of an Indiana Jones movie up until this one, is like the intro of a James Bond movie. There's like a separate action set piece that may or may not have something to do with the rest of the movie, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it doesn't. That's what those indie movies have. This one, though, starts right in. You get major characters, major plot points, and the villain revealed all within like five minutes. And it opens on, instead of, you know, sometimes they would like to do like uh, a mountain that sort of looks like the Paramount Mountain. Right, yeah. This time they do it with a big old CGI prairie dog hole or whatever. That just tells you what the fuck. Like, it's been 13 years. I'm so, Or, like, you know, however long I'm so excited to see this movie again. It's been math ago. <laughs> it's been a lot of math ago. <laughs> and, and you just see this fucking computer meerkat like, mm, all hope is dead. See you later. I Burrow. will say this, though. This is the third time I've seen this movie. I saw it twice in the theaters, and then that was it. I had a distinct impression built in my brain that that prairie dog smiles at him. That doesn't happen. <laughs> that doesn't happen. But yeah, I kind of had like this prairie dog like peeps up like, top of the morning, do you indeed? <laughs> just fucking goes away. That doesn't happen. But yeah, which is a shame because you're introduced to computer effects right at the beginning of this movie. And that's yeah. something that, you know, th- this franchise was known for having great practical effects strewn throughout the whole thing. And this is... This is computer town, unfortunately, which really sucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the the whole series is uh, supposed to be, like, old school entertainment. And they do like, a lot like of... Like the serials. Yeah, like the serials. I mean, there's, like, a lot of references here. You can see a lot of uh, John Ford stuff here. And towards the end, you see, like, Tarzan and fucking, uh, like, Harold Flynn swashbucklers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But the fact, like... And what was so cool about those other movies was that you had the practical old school effects to go with the mm. old school ideas. But now we have this fucking CGI everywhere, and it's definitely the gobbler who is uh, to blame for this, I feel. (laughs) Yeah, it is Attack of the Gobbler. (laughs) Because I think it's it's known and admitted to that the gobbler is responsible for the whole ancient aliens element. Mm -hmm. And when you got ancient aliens, you, of course, have a spaceship that's going to take off. And if you have a spaceship taken off in 2008, it's going to be a fucking computer spaceship. I mean, who's kidding who here? So I think, you know, Spielberg had said, like, he wanted to keep the whole, you know, it's practical effects. It's a very back-to-basics movie. In a lot of ways, it is. He's The DP that he hired to shoot the movie studied the way the original trilogy was shot to make it, you know, replicate the look of the film and stuff. So that part you can control. If you got a fucking huge city-side spaceship that's going to take off, you're using a goddamn, you know, MacBook Pro on yeah. this fucker. Um, just to, we were going into the differences a little bit, just to, just to talk about that a little more. The fact that they use these aliens that are, like, responsible for starting, like, all mankind societies and civilizations mm-hmm. and all that. Right. Sort of goes against, for me, I feel like it sort of goes against the original movies that were 
very like sanctimonious about God, like like God exists in those movies, and right. it's like a big element to it. So now, what I wonder, so God must did God? I guess I don't know if God create. So God exists. Did he create these interdimensional aliens that then shits around and starts? up civilization it's or like, it's like scientology meets creationism like that's right. what we're dealing with here. it's confusing it's humans and, and god aliens living together learning lessons and having adventures i don't care steven i just want all the aliens and i want computer effects <laughs> and i want little computer animals that are adorable and i want you to grease my gobbler grease it good <laughs> get in there crisco made the special for me <laughs> Crisco's George Lucas Gobbler Lube. Oh God, Lube. But I, to that, I would say this, right? If you, yeah. if the whole idea is like these are serialized stories, uh, and they're just going to be told, and there's really no kind of continuity to them in a way. And again, it's sort of like a, a reference to the the James Bond franchise. I just bought that box set, so I'm just Bond. <laughs> You're all Bond. Well, we all we're all Skyfall crazy over oh, here. Oh yeah, I, but some would say you're in bondage. Uh, oh. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm of James human bondage. Uh, no, but this idea of like, okay, every story's kind of like a reset, right? So it's like, all right, he's he's doing God stuff in that original well, trilogy. See, that's the problem. Like viewing this as a reset is wrong because it references those old movies nonstop, mm-hmm. and that's why it that. Can't- Get me out! It's just reminding me of a better movie. You know? That arc in the, in that like because they go to Area Fifty One. I mean, you've seen the sequence, you've seen the movie. You don't have to go into the whole thing, but they go into yeah. Area Fifty One. Indy finds the Crystal Skull, and it's all the different boxes. And oh, I think it's not even like because I was watching this with my girlfriend. She's like, "Oh, is, did that say really small Ark of the Covenant?" She's like, no, no, it's really overt. I'm like, really? And it, it they show like Ark of the fucking Covenant. A box explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it pops out like a WrestleMania logo. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't notice this. I was reading up, you know, on the internet about this movie, and apparently, there's a replica of Moses Staff oh, from, really? uh, you know, the Moses movie. What is <laughs> Ten that? Commandments. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, there's a replica of Moses Staff in there too. Which, what does that fucking say? Why is that hanging out in Area 51? It doesn't, uh, the, they, Ameri- they, the, the American government aliens owns made that, that too. <laughs> Yeah, probably. That's what this is saying. <laughs> Moses' real name was Kremulak. <laughs> the alien. And this is where we're introduced to Ray Winstone. And the, oh, and the thing is, like, all right, so there's been a long, there's been a long period Sorry. of treasure. <laughs> there's been a long period of time between the last movie and this, with 20 years. Right. And we, we do a cool thing where it's like, it's not the 40s anymore. It's almost the 60s. So we're not, like, pretending Indiana Jones is any younger than he is. But he's had all these adventures we have no idea about. And they all involved Ray Winstone. Totally. It's like he got a fucking dog partner and they had all sorts of wacky adventures throughout the last decade. I mean, it's been it's it's supposedly been exactly 10 years, I think, is the deal. They say something about uh, is it 10 years? When when is Last Crusade? It can't can't be because the Nazis are still around. And this takes place in. In 1957, so 10 years would be 1947. Okay. So it's 45 or 44 kind of a thing? Yeah, or earlier. I, I don't know. It's yeah. definitely pre-1945. I can tell you that much. From the okay. state of Berlin oh, alone. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. You know what? Sorry. 
they they reference an adventure ten years ago, but the adventure ten years ago was that nineteen forty seven was the Roswell incident. That is the ridiculous thing in this movie that they put out there. That Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, is involved with the crash in Roswell, New Mexico. They bring him in on a bus to check out the the remains, but why? He's an archaeologist. He specializes in judo Christianity. Yeah. What does he have to do with this? Hey, uh, get that Jones fella on the phone. This might be some sort of angel. Hey, who, <laughs> hey who's that guy that found that ghost box? <laughs> Bring him in. What are we talking? Stratoturn? Can't touch it. He, that, that's all he does. Is, geez, <laughs> Rock of Gibraltar or bus? That would have been a good one. He's looking for the Rock of Gibraltar. Can't find the goddamn rock. He is a grumbly old fuck in this movie. It's kind of great. I'll tell you this, though. And everybody's like, oh, Harrison Ford's a grumbly this, that, and the other thing. That was like the big criticism in this movie. Find me a fucking time when he wasn't a grumbly old fuck. You know when he was a grumbly old fuck? His cameo in American Graffiti. <laughs> he, but he hadn't been George Lucas's houseman for like six months. He's in this movie. I want a drag race. I don't give a fuck. Like, he is grumbly. <laughs> Grumbled his way through a forty-year career. Okay, and Solo's temperamental too. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Oh, no, his entire career has been. I don't give a fuck. Like that. the man has mastered becoming a millionaire movie star without giving a lick of care to what you're doing. <laughs> the man walked into getting frozen in carbonite, presumably for the rest of his <laughs> existence, and said, Meh, "Fuck it." <laughs> Oh, yeah, you love me? I know. Fuck it. All right, see you later, honey. Oh, I'm going to weep about it. I'm going to get frozen in carbonite. He didn't want to be frozen with tears on his face. (laughs) That would make all those collectible figurines a lot shittier. Han Solo was prepared to die with dignity. And, you know, we got to respect that. Oh, lady, you want a (laughs) handkerchief? I'm about to be fucking frozen. Yeah, you want him to fall in love right then and there before he goes to his death pit? (laughs) You got to... He's got to be like, he's got to keep a little distance between this chick. How many of those Indiana Jones adventures that we don't get to see are probably better than the adventure in this movie? Oh, any of them. (laughs) Probably except for young Indiana Jones. I would like to put out there, though, with all this like alien chit chat and this, that, and the other thing. This Indiana Jones movie is Fox Mulder's favorite Indiana Jones movie. Oh, for sure. He's sitting there like, oh, my God, Scully, they're talking about Roswell. (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) That's not how that happened. (laughs) That's totally incorrect. But, yeah, so, yeah, it's it's just undercover blues syndrome, and it's just like, oh, remember Tahiti when I was wearing a song? You know what I found in Tahiti, Indy? Gold <laughs> and gonorrhea. <laughs> it was my gonorrhea summer. That's stupid. <laughs> Winston turns on him. Indiana Jones gets into a rocket race, or who gives a shit, and winds up in. And we can start here, a town that is made for nuclear tests. It's a real thing. No, I know. I'm not oh. saying that, that. That's your your tone implied. Okay, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I you think, fucking you know, moron. I think that tone is there because he makes it out of this town. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eric. It's very stupid. Of course, we're referring to the infamous nuke the fridge scene. Which, by the way, all these people out yeah. there that try to replace nuke the fridge, the, the, you know, the, the in, in, in place of jumping the shark, just fucking stop it. I'm never ever gonna do that. It will always be jump the shark because you know what? 
The Fonz is more important than Indiana Jones. That, yeah, I mean, uh, that, I was going to say that's a bold statement, but then I thought it through. <laughs> because because I, there's a perfectly, I caught myself. It's yeah, a perfectly no, sane like, thing to say. Wait, wait. For me, Indiana Jones is, is really important. Oh, but yeah, the Fonz. I, well, the Fonz is re- responsible for exactly 1.4 of American culture, which is a large percent. <laughs> <laughs> the Fonz is probably also responsible for, like, a lot of babies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, in the real world, though, people like, you know. He's a Genghis Khan. I want to be. I want to be cool like the Fonz. Yeah, to get with this lady. Oh, for a minute, for a minute, I thought you meant like Henry Winkler just went out there and started. <laughs> no, he's he's probably got a sensible number of kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean you know a lot of Fonz. Not so co- sensible amount of illegitimate kids. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean a lot of Fonz cosplay. That's all. <laughs> so the problem with this fridge is that okay. I would say you the want fridge to... has the least amount of problems in this scene. <laughs> right. Okay, the problem a... with this movie. It's, it's, so he's in this uh, nuclear test site that's set up like suburbia, and a nuke is about to drop. Drops, he puts himself in a fridge, gets blown to shit, and it's a nu- remember it's a nuke. So he lands like a mile outside of town, opens it up, is able to walk, isn't bleeding yeah. from the mouth? You know isn't fucking like? How is he not getting knocked off? around? Yeah. You know what? You want me to buy that? You want me to suspend disbelief a little bit? Believe that he lives through this? Fine. I need to see broken limbs, and I need to see a concussion at, at, at minimum. He should be vomiting up his teeth as well. I think. If totally. A, if a Pittsburgh Steeler hits a fucking New York jet, somebody gets a concussion. <laughs> if someone's in a fucking refrigerator and it goes through the sky, falls like a bowling ball, falling down the stairs. It and, is rolling through the desert. They show is, impact. This is 1957, by the way. This is pre-plastic. <laughs> yeah. That is a fucking iron coffin if I ever saw one. <laughs> but it's just, that's another one of those things I feel. Steven. <laughs> You're going to put that in the movie. I mean, there's just why would you not put that in the movie? It we, was my idea. There has to be a mushroom cloud. We have to see it. <laughs> I will say, what the good thing that you get out of that is a very nice image of Indiana Jones standing looking at this mushroom cloud. Also, turn away! Like, you're just sitting there soaking it in like a suntan. Dude, it's 1957. All the facts weren't in yet. <laughs> but I, I agree with you, and I, I'm sure that scene was sold on that image. Right. The idea that, oh man, Indiana Jones is just gonna walk next to a fucking mushroom cloud. Or how about he just walks next to a mushroom cloud? Does he have to be in it initially? <laughs> yeah, he, wor- he walks further. If he just stood up and saw it and then just passed out, and then three months later he's okay, you know, I, I, I wanna, almost deal with I it. I kind of want a, a helicopter to go over his head and the Rolling Stones play. Like, that's a cool <laughs> movie. <laughs> Robert Duvall's yelling shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're not from around here, are you? Where is it you would imagine I am from, Dr. Jones? Well, the way you're sinking your teeth into those Wobbyus, I should think maybe Eastern Ukraine. Highest marks. Colonel Dr. Irina Spalko. Uh, Kate Blanchett in this movie. Good. Yeah, right? What do we, what do we think yeah. here? I mean, here's my issue, is that there's no real... I never feel threatened by her. Like, she's a fine villain, and she's doing her best with this kind of character, but it's a campy villain. Oh, yeah. Um, But... That's what I kind of missed from the other movies is that there was some sense of threat from, uh, like, pick one. Julian Glover, Michael Byrne, Amrish Puri, all those guys, the villains. Yeah. Uh, they were all 
threatening and you all saw you see them kill people yeah so there's some sense of like here's stakes in this movie somebody can die and it's not just going to be you know walking through a nuclear yeah. holocaust yeah. yeah by the way in raiders belloc a french archaeologist is more menacing yeah. than <laughs> but Kate blanchett's kind of like you know that old expression about like a woman eating uh ketchup popsicle with white gloves and she doesn't get any honor that's Kate blanchett as an actor she could do anything and she walks out looking like a, a million bucks because she she's just that good of an actress and i mean like yeah i totally agree with you. the character is flawed but her performance is really good her performance is really good i mean yeah she can polish up a turd and make yeah. it look pretty okay yeah, absolutely oh, yeah. you know i mean she's done her fair share of bad movies just like anybody else but you know i think it's okay but i agree with you it's not a threatening character and i mean the most interaction she has as far as like fighting characters is that shia labeouf sword fight like she doesn't really Am I remembering it wrong? I mean, last That's night. The only last night seems like forever ago, but I mean, <laughs> she doesn't really fight Indiana Jones because the other no. thing that's annoying is by the end of this movie, she's just resigned herself to, okay, I'm not going to capture them. Yeah, Ray Winstone's just going to leave a trail of breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to follow Indiana Jones to the treasure because I know that that's yeah. the easiest way to do things. How about not going to the treasure, Indiana Jones? That's exactly what they want. You didn't start this movie looking for this piece of shit like you do other movies. And that so happens, who cares? And that happens every movie. Every time you're trying to beat the guy to the treasure, the guy's just following you every fucking time. <laughs> because he has that idea of, like, uh, you know, it's like a do-no-harm type of thing. Like, he feels like... He he thinks that this Aztec culture has been robbed, yeah. and he's trying to return this thing to where he thinks it belongs. The big problem here, Indiana Jones, is you take one look at that thing, and you know that it's aliens. <laughs> There's no way this is an Aztec with a tied-off head. I know they did body yeah. modification, stuff like that. But you know what that skull is? An alien skull. And there's not a single person who's going to tell you otherwise. There's no mystery whatsoever to that. The first time you see that skull in that movie, I was like, well, that's an alien. You watch Kate Blanchett cut it out of an alien's fucking face in the first five goes, seconds. <laughs> that hand and there's all that dry ice in there there are way too many dead aliens in this movie. <laughs> there's one in area 51 she she has another i guess you know and then she rips its head open there's that or is it the same one but like it's still there's that cutaway scene when that aliens go to grocery shopping it just has a heart attack right in the middle of the mall <laughs> it's really unfortunate Speaking of... And then Ray Winston comes, Oh, that crystal skull in there! You're going to have to rip it up! I'm going to rip out that alien's golden turds! Security to J.C. Penny. <laughs> Just a dead alien amongst a pile of slacks. Ray Winston's trying to rip this skull out of this thing. They're, so- the, o- they're the only beans made out of pure treasure! <laughs> Something's being torn apart by a person over by the St. John's Bay section. (laughs) Ray Winston was there to pick up some XXL St. John's Bay. I gotta buy myself some new gold hunting slacks. (laughs) They're the only shorts that fit, they do. You're telling me you're all at the cargo pants. The one thing that really bugs me about this movie is the patriotism, rah, 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 which happens. It starts just after the Area 51 sequence where Indy's being debriefed by Neil Flynn of Scrubs, of all people, which is a yeah. nice little cameo. You, know, you get work where you can take it. <laughs> Absolutely. 
It's better than fucking the middle. Well, it happens even before that. There's an early scene where after they shoot the five guys guarding area fucking 51, <laughs> they go right. They're doing like a pant up and the American flag literally blanks out the screen for a minute. That's, what that's, are you gonna do? I mean, that's I don't care about. That. I don't. I don't care about that. But Indiana Jones is apolitical. He's not, he's he's an archaeologist that's trying to get things in museums so the world can do it. He's like a, he's a, a, a kind of a man of the world in the first three movies. But in this, he's an American spy for some reason, and he won all these medals for he some reason. Fought in the war, but but in all those original movies, he's a guy that is like trying to do things for himself for mm. the archaeological community. And he just kind of runs afoul of Nazis, and everybody hates Nazis. Like that's he's not a guy that's fighting the war for America. Well, I like the the idea in all those other movies is also he wants to get these things for historical purposes. He wants to put them in museums so everybody can see them, everybody can study them. Yeah. Versus people who want it for very specific ideas of like uh, corrupt power. Yeah, national right. nations. It's like I could get this stuff for the good of mankind and thwart Hitler at the same time. Two birds, one stone. It's, <laughs> I did, it, it, he specifically has a problem with authority figures. He's got a problem with the U.S. government in those yeah. movies. Top men, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's he, being shut out. He, they call him Colonel Jones at one point. It's like, come on, everybody. It's a really weird, like, what have you been doing since we last <laughs> saw you? And in, in Last Crusade, they finished their mission. Sure, they kill some Nazis, but they've got no evidence of having the whole, having seen the Holy Grail. No. Anything like that. So, I mean, what do you do? Just go down to, like, your local police station? Yeah, I killed five Nazis. Where's my medal? <laughs> <laughs> you redeem it? You get the UPCs from those dead Nazis? Yeah, you, bring, you bring in some Tarantino-esque yeah, scalps. scalps. <laughs> Here they are. Uh, where's my application to sign uh, up? Well, you're a savage. Uh, <laughs> see, there's no way to prove these are Germans. So. <laughs> DNA really didn't happen yet. Sorry. <laughs> Quick, hilarious detail. Ray Winstone says that the reason he's working with these Soviets is because uh, he's got a serious gambling debt. <laughs> Does he? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. And he wants the communists to take over the world so that that capitalism, that gambling debt will just be washed away. Because he says something, because he's, he's like apologetic for turning on Indiana Jones, and he's like, sorry, Indy, that tab's run out. I, I got a lot of gambling debts he, I do. He says, I'm a capitalist. Like, that's yeah. just like a blanket term. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll fuck you over for that. See, but he calls him Jonesy. Hello, Jonesy. Oh, oh it's the worst. Jonesy and Mac. I, hey, I Mac. guarantee you Indiana Jones would be like, don't call me Jones. Like, I really please. don't do it. Indy's worse than enough. Like, I'm <laughs> fucking named after the family dog. <laughs> Will you please stop with your Jonesy? The dog? <laughs> you were named after the dog? <laughs> Open up Michelson. Review chapter four. When I come back, we'll discuss the difference between migration and exodus. Uh, then we go back to campus life. Campus life is was always one of my favorite parts of yeah. these Indiana Jones movies. And this isn't terrible. No, it's, it's it's good stuff. But the bummer about it all is because he's he's been, you know, ousted from the U.S. government. Now he's blacklisted and the FBI is investigating him and everything because they think he's a commie. That's, you know, this yeah. is, you know straight up you know, commie red scare. And uh, so, so Jim Broadbent's got to come in the middle of a lecture and tell him that he was fired. And he treats Jim Broadbent like shit. Absolute human garbage in this movie. And then he's like, I fucking resigned for you. He's like, oh, 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 oh. 
I don't even think he really feels bad about it. He's like, just come back to my house for no, some scotch. It cuts. He like, there's a mournful face, and then it just cuts back to the house. Them just drinking. That was another thing too. Indiana Jones at home. That's an interesting story. Yeah, but he's just always drinking with professors, talking about really smart things. I feel like <laughs> at some point, if the timelines matched up better, Michael Douglas and Wonder Boys could come over and they would hang <laughs> yeah. out and talk about what it's like to work at a college. I'd watch that movie in a fucking heartbeat. Oh, are you? kidding me that would be phenomenal <laughs> just bitching about the dean and then, and then the 1950s u.s government catches a joint between them and uh throws them <laughs> into into some dystopian subterranean prison they're finished because of mary jane yeah uh so also by the way the whole thing is kate blanchett wants this skull uh because she come is, on skull <laughs> she's got a uh she has got a. Uh, she's in a, div- a division of the, you know, the Soviet, you know, military or whatever, uh, investigating crystal skulls and other paranormal and psychic activities. It's kind of the original X Files. It kind of is. Stalin was actually very much into this, and especially crystal skulls. He had a little interest in, so it like matches yeah, up nicely. Just like someone else I know named Adolf Hitler. <laughs> totally, man. He probably learned it from from Hitler. He's like. Oh, he's interested in that wacky shit, possibly giving him world-dominating powers. Maybe I should do that. Honestly, if you have the resources, why not, right? I mean, you got so many people. <laughs> I feel like that's always that thing, right? It's like we have so many people, and it's like, oh, what's this guy going to do? I mean, right? <laughs> Paranormal research division. I mean, fascism by hand's been working so far, but uh, maybe we should go paranormal with this shit. We don't need three guys waiting in the truck. Why don't you go find something? Scully, Stalin wants us to find these crystal skulls. Mulder, you know that they're lying to you. Scully, how many fucking things do you need to see before you believe in anything? At least eight more. <laughs> and a werewolf. Once you get abducted by aliens for some reason, then I'll magically become the one who believes in everything. That's an amazingly unbelievable turn in that show. Like, she witnesses Mulder get abducted, and then the next season, she's like, come on, Robert Patrick, stop being so ignorant. And you're like, now, I just spent seven years watching you shoot this shit down left and right. <laughs> yeah, so she she wants it, and this is a little vague, correct me if I'm wrong, but she's like... They're going to tell us everything. Yeah, it's yeah. a window into everything. And that's another thing of the other movies. Like, all the idols, like, th- there's a very specific power that they want to get from it, That and they're going to do something very specific and deadly with it. Yeah. In this one, it's just kind of, like, rambling around. We we know that these are important skulls. These alien skulls matter. But that's kind of it. We don't really know what they're going to do, what We're, the power is going to well, be. Well, the potential power, I think, is that Kate Blanchett wants to use the skulls to somehow do like a mind control of the world, like influence U.S. politicians. Oh, that's right. It's a real Manchurian candidate. Yeah, situation. they just want to like get everything under that iron curtain. But yeah, I feel right. like even in those situations, you have to show some sense of what they're working towards. And like, and, other and than you know just what, being like, yo, this is what we're going to do and then not talk about it or show it ever again. Right. Well, should, if this is like the first step in the plan, like step one, obtain Crystal Skull for <laughs> mind control powers. Step two, get a person in the White House that we have under our control. Like, I feel like yeah. that's like his the Manchurian name, Candidate is the movie where, you know, they succeeded in getting the Crystal Skull, you know. And his name is John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Imagine Michael Dukakis was a fucking Manchurian candidate and he just couldn't get in there. Whew, dodge that bullet. <laughs> you know, I think that would be the problem is like at the end of the day, they're not going to campaign that well. Because <laughs> they're robots. Yeah. He's like, 
no, no, you should pose with the tank. It'll look strong. <laughs> yes, I will pose with the tank. It will make me look strong. <laughs> I feel like you could spot a Manchurian candidate a mile away if you really paid attention. I feel like in the age of blogging, you can't have a Manchurian candidate. All those YouTube videos, someone would put that shit together. Great reason in this movie. Uh, it's a great example of why you never say no to Steven Spielberg. He'll fucking kill your character off. <laughs> They asked Sean Connery, like, hey, Sean Connery, you want to be in this movie? And he was like, nah, I'm retired. It's cool. He's fucking dead in this movie. Mm. Oh, yeah? You don't want to be in this one? Well, if we make another one, it's impossible for you to be in it because you're dead. Well, and with the other movies, like, at the we were talking about the uh, home scenes. Uh, there was always those scenes, and I, I loved them, when, like, he's looking over notes, and there's, like, this ominous score in the background. Mm. And he's just like, and this guy went missing, and all these people got wiped down, all these things. In this one, he's really just talking about how Brody and Sean Connery died. And, like, it's a very sentimental, like, sappy scene instead of this, like, get us, get us amped for this adventure. Well, this right. movie is so concerned about the, the story and the history. Oh, the of legacy is all that matters. But it's also just repeating and repeating and repeating stuff from the other movies. Like, when Shia LaBeouf finally comes around, dun, it's, dun, dun. it's to basically <laughs> tell him that this professor you were friends with has gone missing. And it's like, where have I fucking heard that before? Yeah. Yeah. This time, it's your father. That time, it's someone else. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. And I mean, all the references like that. Like, okay, Denholm Elliott, the actor that paid, played Brody, is dead in yeah. real life. He was dead when they made this movie. So, okay, fine. You know what? Just don't. I don't need a statue of him stopping a speeding car. Like, he's still helping out the team. Yeah. No, just, just let him be fucking dead. Exactly. He died under tragic circumstances. Like, just have a nice, staid, wonderful thing. And John Hurt is basically replacing the Marcus Brody role as yeah. the absent-minded professor that's in, in, the, in the hands of the enemy that's going cuckoo. Which you think that's going to be Jim Broadbent, right? Right. And you're like, oh, awesome. Jim Broadbent's going to be on this adventure? No, he has his glass of scotch and he goes home. <laughs> <laughs> the next time you see him, he's like wiping his brow before that shit-ass wedding scene. I kind of really want uh, the NBC show, The Absent-Minded Def Professor starring John Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what chapters did I assign last week? <laughs> and it's such a shame that he has to act the way he does in yeah. this movie because he's such a phenomenal actor. Mm -hmm. And he's just playing this, like, comatose, Bela Lugosi, white zombie-looking fucking thing. And you're like, <laughs> come on, man. Give this guy something to do. So Indy gets on a train and is stopped by everybody's least favorite part of this movie. Like, I, I, It's almost like cliche to talk about how terrible he is. He's but, terrible, yeah. But Shia LaBeouf in this movie. And by the way, though, I would disagree with you. I mean, Ray Winstone is my least oh, yes. favorite part of this movie. That's true. I find Shia LaBeouf tolerable in this movie. I don't find him tolerable in a lot. And it's just his general face and demeanor. Yeah, I attitude, him. the way his voice sounds, the way his I hair mean, looks. Yeah, the thing is, I actually, he's not the issue. It's This is a direction and decision for the most part, that I just don't like. And the writing, it's uh, David Kep wrote it, I yeah, think, right? Well, everybody, everybody had a little finger yeah. in this 15 thing. people. Yeah. David Kep's the one that had to take the fucking fall. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, get in there, Kep. You'll get the writing credit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did write this, didn't you? Hot well, potato, hot potato, hot potato. Fuck. <laughs> that's what the script was. You did write this movie. <laughs> it wasn't me at all, Ribbit. <laughs> But By the way, the worst part about this is Lubov's character's name is Mutt. And he's dressed like Marlon Brando in The Wild One. So not only are you saying 
guess what? This kid is the new Harrison Ford, which is sort of what this nod is. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Now he's also Marlon Brando? <laughs> like, just pick one to sully. <laughs> and I, you know what? Have it be Brando, because he's fucking in the ground by the time this movie came out. Could you imagine if he saw this movie? Oh, man, he'd have a fat fit. He would. <laughs> <laughs> he would. <laughs> I bet, yeah, he would. <laughs> now I just got, like... Like squeals in my head, like Wee! he's like that fat uh, vampire that gets killed by Blade with, <laughs> with the sunlight. Yeah, that's a, that's Marlon Brando watching this movie being oiled up by somebody. You kind of get that in that uh, what's that movie? Him De Niro, the score. the score where he's just in that sauna sweating away, uh, and they're like, "Wow, wait a minute, we haven't turned the sauna on yet." <laughs> The air conditioner's on, Marlon. I don't know what's wrong here. I will say there is at least, and it's kind of, I mean, it is ham-fisted. There's no kind of about it. But I at least appreciated at the end of this movie when you think he's going to pick up that fedora and put it on. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then Harrison Ford comes in like, are you kidding me? Takes it's, it back It's really just, like, I'm not dead yet, kid. Yeah, Maybe totally. But pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're there just in case. The problem is, Mutt Williams is has Poochie syndrome all over him. It's oh, all about, yeah. let's all talk about what Poochie could do. Isn't Poochie interesting? How cool is fucking Poochie? He's got a leather jacket. Yeah. And he's cracking wise. They should have Rastafarianed him by, <laughs> oh, 6%. Because even Harrison Ford has to be like, wow, Mutt, that was pretty cool. I don't know. I, I don't know about you, audience, but I think we should give him a hand. <laughs> <laughs> But even before, like, even before you find out that this is, uh, it's, uh, his son, like, he's already doing fatherly shit in this movie that Indy isn't, we, it's not the Indy we know. No. Like, when he steals the beer from, uh, when they're in the diner, he steals a beer, uh, Mutt steals a beer. Right. Which yeah. is a, something that Indy would have done, probably. Yeah. But then, I would like, say it's very specific. He's like, no, put it back. It's possible that Indiana Jones is trying to protect his part time job because you don't want to get caught drinking alcohol with underage students. You're fucked. That's true. He's not a student. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fired at this point anyway. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's right. He did get nuts. fired. Yeah, you're right. That is very stupid. You know, what? I think Indy should have just gone with him to the outskirts of town, pulled out his gun, shot him, and shrugged. <laughs> that's the Indy I know. <laughs> Nice try, kid. And then he just walks back. Lead into me the into room. danger, huh? <laughs> he buries him. You lost today, kid. Doesn't mean you have to like it. <laughs> Taking a piss on the pilot, <laughs> That would be amazing. Uh... He was my what? <laughs> oh. By the way, Mutt Williams. I haven't seen him. <laughs> yeah, he left. There's a race through the campus. Oh, yeah, um, there is. It's a danger it's race. It's a big, dangerous race. And Would you I... call it a pod race? <laughs> How about a drag race? I made one of those movies, too. <laughs> Can a chinchilla be driving the car? <laughs> so they do this chase yes. through the college. And uh, one of my least favorite jokes, because uh, that's my other, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm repeating myself by saying my problem with this movie. <laughs> uh -huh. There's nothing but problems. But <laughs> there... Chris Cavan's nothing but problems. <laughs> nothing but trouble. Just me, Dan Aykroyd, in some haunted amusement park. <laughs> well, nothing but problems I was imagining as your double uh, rap LP. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> be nothing but problems. 
You're rapping about long lines at a movie concession stand. <laughs> Nobody would buy it. <laughs> he sold at a fucking like what like a. I don't even know. What. <laughs> Back of your car. Continue. I yeah, thought. sorry. Um, so this is drive through. So they're in the library and. Um, they like skid through the entire library on this mm. motorcycle. Yeah. And it stops at the end. And this Poindexter <laughs> is sitting there like, mm, Dr. Jones, do you know what the fucking Mayan word for Lama Maka is? <laughs> and like, it just, it, it makes no sense. And it's one of those stupid ass jokes where it's just like, well, something exciting happened, but obviously we don't give a shit. Well, the comedy in this movie is really off base, and it's it's much more of a, the co- the comedy ratio in old Jones movies. You're like thirty five percent. Here it's like sixty two. Yeah, there's there's way too many. Eh? It's a lot of like elbowing you, mm-hmm. and it 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 doesn't work at all. I, it, it, sacrificing the more serious tones that the other movies have is a real big mistake. And this is in, in, in this motorcycle chase. It's it's another one of just the recycling the hits, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. where 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 Ford is assigned the Connery role, where Marcus Brody's head falls off. He's, he he looks all like, and 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 you know, Shia LaBeouf was smiling. It's just like, but crusade. stop being so damn cool. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if when the end of this movie the fucking sky's opening up and the interdimensional who gives a shit and then Shia LaBeouf just looks at Harrison Ford and he's like I have to go now my planet needs me and he just lets go of a rock and gets sucked up into this thing man I wish Marion don't look directly at it (laughs) hey Marion I guess uh, Mutt was from another planet (laughs) I guess Indy you believe yet Scully I'm getting there. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Karen Allen in this movie. Yay, nay. Yay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, I'll tell you this, though. It's way better than the other option. <laughs> yeah. Capture. Indy. I don't like the way these minds are looking at me. Kate Capshaw <laughs> didn't talk to Steven Spielberg for like what had to be what three months in oh, that yeah. house because she probably wanted to be in for it. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was like, you know, uh, okay, I, I'd rather just bring Karen back. She was actually kind of <laughs> she had a better rapport. That is a tough conversation <laughs> to have. Well, I mean, Marion Ravenwood is way more of an excellent character than Billy something or other. It's Billy something. <laughs> yeah, she's got a boy's name. But <laughs> well, 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 Kate, are, you're kind of done with acting, aren't you? <laughs> you don't really need. To well, play. I guess so. Slam. <laughs> Ew, Stephen, there's a spider in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill it if you will stay away from this movie. <laughs> I mean, Marion Ravenwood drinking uh, dudes under the yeah. table she was in that great. first movie. I mean, that's what, fucking badass. Why is she drinking in this movie? That's fucking... what I want. Mm-hmm. Now she is the role. Well, you know why? Because she's been ruined by motherhood. That's <laughs> She's been broken <laughs> yeah. by, you know, just like living the quiet life, raising Mutt. <laughs> Mutt, whose real name, by the way, is Henry Williams. Hank Williams. He's Hank Williams. Whoa. <laughs> 
musical interlude. One thing <laughs> that uh, uh, Indiana Jones does bust his balls for in this movie, and it's so justified, is every time he's like, you know what? Will you please chill the fuck out? You're not as tough as you think you yeah. are. Like every, you know, Harrison Ford's like, oh, your mom, blah, blah, blah. And he like steps up, like throws shit off the table. Like, That's my mom you're talking about. And he's like, sit down. I'm not. If I told you all the shit I've done in my life, I've seen people's face melt off their skulls. You're okay? a fucking child. Sit down. I had a book signed by Hitler and I didn't fucking sweat. All right. I saw a man rip another man's heart out in front of me. I saw a man get lowered into lava like it was nothing. I once rode in a dirigible with Sean Connery. <laughs> Eat that shit. And that motherfucker was in a sidecar. <laughs> I put James Bond in a fucking sidecar. I outran a boulder. <laughs> I threw a Nazi off a Zeppelin. Nah, I I looked- maybe that's not as impressive, but <laughs> <laughs> I had a great quip afterwards. Uh, so, yeah, they're just, they, it's a big hunt through the rainforest is what this movie yeah, well, is. We, we, we meet up with William, William Hurt, which is something. Uh, I'm sorry, John, John Hurt. Hurt. Yeah, John Hurt. Hurt. I great wish if William, William Hurt was in yeah. this movie. Yeah. And he was his pill-popping character from The Big Chill. <laughs> that would be great. William Hurt would have been a great, like, a Paul Freeman kind of do- evil doctor type character. Yeah. He would have been great. He could play villainous pretty well. He would Absolutely. have been. He would be the evil professor that helped out uh, Kate Blanchett. You know where he doesn't get any villain points, though? That accent he's rocking in, uh, is it History of History Violence? History of Violence, yikes. Oh, man, that accent. He's a big crime lord, huh? He got nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Yeah, I know. What was that about? <laughs> Yeah, you know that, that that's a good point you made, mentioned, Chris, about the, a doctor helping them. Like all the, a lot of those other movies had that. Like Belloc was a, was a French guy that was helping the Nazis, yeah. and then Julian Glover was like Donovan was like, like I don't care about the Nazis. It's just, and you got Mac for this now. Like why couldn't they have yeah. like you have a John Hurt type of character that's like an like an, a professor that's liberal, really yeah. liberal, <laughs> yeah. you know, and helping the communists. Well, why is it so hard? Like, we, we, you know, through interviews and whatnot, things come out about things that never were with this movie, right? One of them was they wanted to have a bunch of the old characters at the end of the movie be guests in the wedding scene. One of them was John Reese davies as Sala, and he turned it down because he's like, that's kind of a disgrace to a beloved character, having him sit in church and give a round of applause. Look, Lord of the Rings was long over with. Yeah. Have Sala be the dude like, ring, ring, hey, Sala, I got to go to the rainforest or something. Want to come with me and return this alien head? Really- <laughs> alien? That sounds like bullshit, Indy. Goodbye. <laughs> Clink. There's a cut- oh, man. Indiana Jones getting turned down. <laughs> There's a cut scene where Sala beats up a bunch of bridesmaids to try to catch the bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> I've been lonely for so long. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, so we're we're going we're, through the ruins uh, where we're gonna we're we're finding uh, we're the, some America night. Now. Yeah, we're in South America. We gotta find some guy who had hunt had the like the original skulls or something like that. Well, the whole thing is this: they don't know when they start the mission. Shia LaBeouf's not like, "Hey, come on and uh, help me find this skull." The whole thing is my. Mom's friend Ox, who you were also buddies with, the 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 John Hurt character, has been kidnapped by these dudes, and now they also kidnapped my mother. So you have to go help me get these people back. Like that's what they're doing there. Yeah. And I, through the course of all this, 
they they discover the whole thing about the crystal skulls and i guess john hurt's been an, a crystal skull fanatic for quite some time like i don't know what role he's supposed to have played in shia labeouf's life like we learned that marion ravenwood was married to a dude yeah. mr williams a who, british flying ace right who who raised this kid but then you just got ox hanging out all the time he What's was like that the, about? he was like the father for, like the cool professor that was like telling them like cool stories and yeah. stooping your mother and stooping his no, mother i kind of get mom's gay friend out of this whole scenario like he comes by and like they're drinking coffee and they're just having a good old time oh it's like uh rosemary's friend and rosemary's baby that yeah. that dude that i comes around and john cassavetes kind of hates his guts <laughs> well john cassavetes can't suffer homosexuals that's for sure <laughs> heaven forbid he ever had to so yeah they go down to peru and uh they're looking for john hurt in this like mental institution or something and this nun is just like oh yeah he he was back here but he, you know he's not there anymore and they walk into this big room this big holding cell which i don't understand this they walk by like this long like hannibal lecter-esque hallway <laughs> of all these people like spitting and throwing cum at shia labeouf <laughs> and all that shit but then they're like, this is where we've kept John Hurt. And it's this huge room. It's a white guy mansion. Like, honestly, <laughs> that's what it is. It's like Peru. Everybody's crammed in like fucking cockroaches. But this white man comes along and, oh, he's got to have he's got to have a double bed. And it's the same exact scene from uh, fucking uh, Last Crusade where they're, yeah. they're looking on the floor for the fucking thing. Yeah. Where instead of just like. You know how exciting that was? And I got to find this book. I got to find this place on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, it's fucking Shia LaBeouf sweeps the floor. <laughs> Make yourself He's useful, dusting. kid. Yes. You are sweeping that floor pretty cool, right, audience? Come on. Oh, man. look at that floor. It's clean. <laughs> look what Mutt did for me, everybody. Thanks, Mutt. <laughs> Mutt, you're the best assistant I've ever had. By the way, this is the only movie of the series, I think, uh, maybe Temple of Doom does it, where Indiana Jones does not have to use a book at all. <laughs> no, yeah. never. Doesn't yeah, even fucking crack it. Look at doesn't one. have to find there's one. No doesn't have to do anything. So uh, they find that this there's a map of the of some ruins. They go to the ruins. They fight a guy who's, like, doing parkour. And <laughs> uh, FYI, one of those dudes who is doing the, the parkour fighting um, is Ernie Reyes Jr. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He's back, huh? Who's that? They found him in a ruin. <laughs> He's in uh, Ninja Turtles 2. Oh, oh, oh. The, oh, say no more. I know. <laughs> the pizza delivery dude yeah. or whatever. Yeah. What else is he in? I feel like, did we surf do something? Ninjas with he's Leslie he's in Surf Ninjas, absolutely. He's, we didn't do an episode of a movie of his. No, no he's, a, so. he's also a big stuntman, obviously. He's doing stunts there. Yeah, but it's, just, it's kind of just weird. I, I didn't, you can't tell it's him. But I'm looking through the credits, I was like, Ernie Reyes Jr., okay. <laughs> Made me think about how... Uh, Possibly Ninja Turtles 2 is a better movie than this. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that, yeah, that's not even a contest. Although, I'll tell you this, though, and Chris, you were there for it. We did a Ninja Turtles rewatch. That movie still sucks. The second one? The it first? doesn't hold up. The uh, second one. Yeah, oh, yeah. The second one's certainly not as good. The first one's I, I think, is really good. The, yeah. That second one... Eh. But it's still better than this. Can we talk about the sand pit scene? And, yes, we and, can. And the 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 sole purpose it, it serves. Well, yeah. We'll, 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 uh, basically, uh, they get they all get ca- mutton. Indy find the skull. They get captured by not communists. <laughs> uh, Big difference. And uh, you know there Kate, actually is. But go on. Kate Blanchett like <laughs> bullshit hypnotizes Indiana Jones with the crystal skull, which is just one of those dumb things. 
And then, then Mutt, because he's so fucking cool, busts everybody out with one punch and pushes the table over. Now Marion Ravenwood, Indiana Jones, John Hurt, and Mutt are all running around the de- the, the jungle, and Indy and Marion get caught in the sand trap. Right. Uh, and the sole purpose of this scene is to get them away from all the Soviets so they can have a scene where she tells him that Mutt is his kid. Way to go, David Kep and everyone else who didn't take the fall for this screenplay. <laughs> like, are you kidding? How cheap is that? Like, such a distraction for this one little and plot it, hole? And they, it goes on forever. There's a really dumb line she has. She goes, well, you know what Mutt's real name is, right? It's Henry. It's a good name. And she goes, Henry Jones Jr. Henry Jones the third is like, well, no, his last name's Williams. Is, it, <laughs> is his name Henry? Because he can't be a, the third if his last name is fucking Williams. I mean, I guess the whole thing is that it's his, that is his name. Yeah, That's his family. Oh, I he's, see he's got Jones blood coursing through those veins. But, but on paper, it's Williams because she got pregnant and then married and just like did that dude as, now did that dude no no yeah i think he did i think they i think she, like oh he was a good guy to take me in especially since it was the 50s <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised he didn't just shoot me in the fucking head <laughs> which was your legal right as a man back then you were able to shoot a woman in the head if she was pregnant and didn't have a wedding ring <laughs> it is true she would be put into a uh, mental institution at least <laughs> it would have been the changeling <laughs> or just so, changeling Probably the biggest action set piece in this movie. Uh, there's parts of it that we were discussing before we went on the air, and I think we disagree on, but the big Jeep chase through the rainforest that consists of the famous moments of the sword fight, uh, the always hated monkey vine scene, Ooh. and Ooh. the, what I think, pretty amazing denouement of the fucking Ant scene. Ants are awesome. Ant scene's good. That is brutal. And it's fabulous. But that's the thing is, but I have to slog through, like in the back when they're driving through, before it really gets rough, there's like this Kramer versus Kramer scene in the back of this truck where Indiana Jones is like, well, why did you fucking, why didn't you make sure he went to school more? Well, you weren't there, and it just goes the fuck on forever. Yeah, totally. Then, I don't need the the Jones family domestic who arguments. Would ever give a shit? And then you What's... rip open the thing, and then he get, actually gets the stuff. And when he gets the stuff, I understand it does get better than that. But I'm still just kind of like unengaged. I'm just kind of like, well, I, I've seen this scene before, like fucking a, a, a moving caravan. It actually, it's weirdly, it's kind of like um, the racers in uh, on Endor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the, uh, I, I thought about that yeah, a lot. Yeah, totally, because they're on opposite sides yeah. of like the tree line and everything, and you can see things moving through it. Well, you're gonna have them separated by a tree line, right? I mean, you, Stephen, you're gonna do that, right? <laughs> Wait, there's no Ewoks in this movie. <laughs> Are you what? fucking kidding me, Stephen? Well, St- Stephen, what you can do there is you just make those those savage natives into your like Ewoks, and they, <laughs> they sometimes help you know help out a little bit. <laughs> there is. There's a trivia on IMDb. Like, honestly, this is one of those movies where everyone kind of disowned it the second it came out. Like, everyone's like, his fault, his fault, his fault. Oh, there's, yeah. There's a big paper trail on this movie. <laughs> it's not me. It was him. Yeah. And Spielberg came out and was like, I, you know, I never liked the aliens. That was always George's idea. But And he kind of, like, kind of passed, like, but George is my best friend, so I just had to do this garbage. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's kind of a fuck you to George Lucas. It is a fuck. And I mean, you know, if anyone has, if anyone can handle a fuck you, <laughs> it's George Lucas. But I mean, you know, it, it is kind of a shitty thing. But honestly, if I was in that boat and everyone's accusing me because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, George Lucas just has a screenwriting credit and he's like an executive producer. At the end of the day, that shit falls to the director yeah. of the movie. And because George Lucas, you know, renounces being a director because even that's fucking blase for him. That falls on you. And honestly, if I'm accused of destroying a classic franchise, I'll fucking throw that turkey neck son of a bitch <laughs> under the bus. And dude, you're Steven fucking Spielberg, man. You call your own shots. If ever there was a director who can say whatever the fuck he likes, it's Steven Spielberg. Agreed. I don't know why you're letting Gobbleface bully you. Speaking of uh, pointing fingers, Shia LaBeouf talked a bunch of shit about this movie after it came out. He talks shit about every movie. And if he dies any time before he's 65, Spielberg had a finger in it. <laughs> FYI. Well, he got doubly pissed off about it because he was talking shit about that movie. Yeah. And then he talked shit about... The Transformers. Yeah, and then didn't... Was it him or was it Megan Fox that said working for Michael Bay is like working for the Nazi? Oh, that was Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. No, yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. okay. Because she'll never work in anything legitimate ever nope. again. Steven Spielberg fucking got her out and of that third movie. By the way, this is why you do not make a sequel to such beloved movies so many years after. Yeah. They never are going to capture the same magic or hold up or and the expectations are through the roof. Yeah. I mean... The Star Wars prequels suck. This kind of sucks a bit. But, like, it's just, you're, you're going to let everyone down. But what does that say about us as the people getting amped up for these movies? Like, do we go in? I don't remember what I was thinking going into this movie. But, I mean, wh I don't remember where yeah. my expectations were. But, where, like, you know. I think I was pretty excited. And uh, it's it's they should have just not done it. You know what right. I mean? Right, yeah. yeah. Just come up with something new. Well, make something sort of like Indiana Jones, not Indiana Jones, but like a fucking adventure movie. They're all totally. kind of the same. Yeah. Well, and also, like, this is probably the least, uh, as far as, like, character development goes, this is probably the least as far as Harrison Ford and as Indiana Jones. In uh, the last one, like, I love that dynamic between him and Sean Connery where he's got to got to get rid of these father issues he has. Like, right. And these, it, it kind of brings to light all of his issues with authority and then this movie you could have done this thing about him growing old and actually like having to face that but instead you just have this bullshit of him like telling shia labeouf to like drink his milk or whatever the fuck because <laughs> <laughs> it's just father it's all father need calcium age. kid <laughs> oh go to school there's a whole fucking thing in one of the things where he's like you gotta go back to school we're being chased by a bunch of fucking people with guns, you know. You gotta drink your milk every day. How do you think I did all those tricks? I'm 65 years old. And <laughs> How do you think I've become bulletproof? I drink yeah. milk. My hips are impervious to everything because those, of milk. Those you gotta go back to school conversations or something. <laughs> all right, here's a question. How does a, a water vehicle go over three waterfalls <laughs> and Ray Winstone ain't dead yet? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, no, no. A, a vehicle without a top goes over three waterfalls. The, the passengers are three people over the age of 60 and a fat guy and one kid that's in pretty good shape. He, he 
being Ray Winstone, <laughs> walks ashore from this triple drop <laughs> holding a flashlight in his fat fist. <laughs> How are you holding on to that? I bounced off all the rocks with my blubber, me did. <laughs> All I, all I could do is think of, think of that gold. I wouldn't walk towards the light, Andy. I wanted to see the gold. So I inflated myself like Kirby, and I just <laughs> bounced off everything. <laughs> he eats fire and spits it at people. Three waterfalls is like a nuke the fridge. <laughs> and, like, I can buy Harrison Ford falling off a dam. There's no rush off rocks at yeah. the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. He only falls off one dam. <laughs> I can dive into a dam. I believe that. Yeah. I can believe in in temple that raft that yeah, they, yeah. they slide down the whatever the fuck and it yeah. kind of glides for a while. I don't know why, but I'll believe that. They, they take it off an airplane into onto a mountain and then into like a right, right, Yeah, that's what happens. I'll but believe that more because uh, it's this crap of like this is the fourth time we're doing this and it's gonna be big, big, <laughs> big, yeah. big, big. And you're like just uh, uh, Steven, Steven you're going to want to make it a little bit bigger than what you just described. Uh, <laughs> Steven, I'm sorry. Did, did I hear you write that two waterfalls? <laughs> <laughs> or only, only two waterfalls. Oh, okay. <laughs> two waterfalls. Well, there are monkeys in the jungle. They could help them. I'm, I'm just telling you that monkeys are helpful <laughs> creatures. Steven, have you ever thought about have, setting it on a volcano planet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's where these aliens are from. I'm just saying, you know, use it if you feel like it. I'm, well, I'm saying you should, but... Look, Stephen, there's aliens. You could find a lightsaber up in that little temple, <laughs> and then they could just kill all of the aliens. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. One thing that Spielberg definitely blamed on George Lucas... Well, Kate, Spiel, Lucas is all about Kate, Karen Allen, and it's his baby. I can't... I can't be doing... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like doing a bad impression into a voice recorder. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Steven, but you just can't be in a Karen. It's so much better. See, honey, look, he said it. Don't you talk to my fucking wife. She's a great actress. The Temple of Doom's the best. <laughs> He's going back. Yeah. Uh, so they get to this this final area here. And... They get to the last level. Right. They're about to fight Sephiroth. And. Sephiroth. <laughs> 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 And yeah, they just they go inside this thing. It's actually a nice uh, graphic of like these four gigantic columns coming up. There's some the, good temple stuff in here, which yeah. you don't have a lot of in this movie, which you want. But also, again, and like I, I, I'm, I tire of doing this. But back in uh, last, I tire of doing this. Back at Last Crusade, like all of the things he had to do to get, they were like daring, and yeah. there was like, God, I could die doing this. The walking across the thin rock. Bridge thing, yeah. um, and like you could die. You you see somebody get fucking killed by drinking the wrong cup. But also, it's it's things that are set up in throughout the movie. With like these are going to be the challenges. You know, figure out the riddles. Use your strength. Use your mind. All these kinds of things. And he's not. He's just kind of. He falls ass backwards into everything in this movie. You're right. No, it's this is the Kramering of Indiana Jones adventures. Like it's just like, oh wait, oh okay, there it is. <laughs> you know, it was like, behind me the whole time. Oh, Sorry, I, everybody. I found it. Oh, All right. How do I open this tomb? Oh, I have to hit a rock with another rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I'm good at. Oh, 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 go behind this rock. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe we can talk a little bit more, uh, Raid Winstone, please, uh, because. He during the big uh, jeep chase, uh, Ray, you know, Indy's pissed off because Ray Winston over him. He's choking him. He's like, Indy, you're not listening to me. What I'm saying is, it's like Berlin. 
Remember the adventure we had in Berlin? What were we? And they say it together. Double agents. Double agents. Also, right before that, he prefaces the whole thing with, Oh, I'm CIA! (laughs) Really? You're CIA too, you fucking pig. And now... American Culinary Institute! (laughs) Culinary Institute of America! (laughs) And... I learned to cook some grilled cheese, I did. (laughs) And he's leaving these little uh, transmitters all over, so Kate Blanchett, who barely can do anything in this movie, is just following them. Totally, yeah. He just leaves these little these little bleeping things behind, and it's like you don't know who's doing it at first. So you're, you, like anyone in the audience is like, "Who's betraying Indy's party?" <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> it's so stupid, and so that's that makes it like what a triple cross. By the way, no, he, he, he says, says it in the end. He's like, "What? What are you a triple agent now?" And he's like. No, I was just lying about being a dapu. Like, I was also lying about eating gold. Because I love gold. <laughs> oh, what a pretty little lie that was. <laughs> Me eating gold. He goes, yeah, they're in this temple and it's the city of gold. And he's like, oh, it's finally all me gold. <laughs> he's like a boo in Aladdin. He's just like, <laughs> and he's just getting all these fucking pieces of gold. What is kind of cool about that, and it sets up, you know, this this great thing. And I can't believe the phrase has only been used once in this episode so far, you know, with our track record. But the ancient aliens have been <laughs> using, you know, this this one spot in Peru is like their, you know, base of operations. And they've been like collecting artifacts from all over the world. And it's kind of a it's kind of a the only part in the movie where Indiana Jones uses his his book learning. You know, <laughs> he, he walks around the, the thing and he's like, Oh, you know, this this is from this part in Asia and this is African and this yeah. is this and all this stuff. How did it get here? And I'm like, yeah, ancient aliens. The only interesting part about it is that it's ancient aliens, but it's about to be ruined because I'm about to see what these ancient aliens look like, and he's gonna fucking scowl at Kate Blanchett. It's gonna be horrible. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he like growls. So they get into the chamber of the lost a- aliens, and there's a, there's like eleven of them, and one's missing its fucking head. Even though that kind of doesn't make sense because. Kate Blanchett talks about aliens in Russia, too, at some point. It, it, well, I guess, I think, well, I think they, she mentioned, like, the Roswell one might have been, like, trying to come back for oh, like I that. See. But, like, so yeah. I guess there were lost missions. But it also doesn't make any sense because the body bag that they have at Area 51, when she cuts that sucker open and whatnot, mm. is, like, it, it's shaped like the, the the little gray men from the X-Files. Right. You know, like Little kids in alien suit size things. Yeah. These fuckers are like sitting on these thrones, a gowled, and they're uh, <laughs> they're like predators. They're gigantic. Well, they're a bunch of predators. I guess because in Encounters of the Third Kind, there was uh, varying heights. Right? There were like bigger ones in uh, that really? movie as well. Were they when they come down and meet Richard Dreyfus? I thought it was I think just... there were a bunch of little ones, but I think in the ba- hanging in the back was like a big old, oh, big see, old but one. That's that is the way you do aliens, man. Like if you're gonna do simple, nondescript alien, not like a Star Trek thing where yeah. you're defining mm-hmm. races and whatever, or a bunch of different forehead wrinkles. Yeah, <laughs> if it's just aliens mm-hmm. at least have them be different heights yeah that's a way to go also about think that. about how creepy and, and 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 different and sort of like menacing those aliens were and aliens in most things um and this it's just like a, a, a gr- like a gray roll of paper towels i guess <laughs> <laughs> it's just i don't care well it's again it's the the idea that we can't have indie being like uh Thwarted. You can't have him having to catch up to anybody else. Um, because, uh, again, with the villains, like, 
all those other villains at towards the end of those they all have the upper hand and he has to take it back at the end yeah. right at this point he like we said Kate Blanchett is literally following a fucking trail of breadcrumbs <laughs> to get to these people so that we can have a climax the climax being by the way just to sort of move forward here is she puts this alien skull back onto the skeleton and she's like tell me everything and the dude's like Okay, your brain's not going to handle it, but here we go. <laughs> and here's the weather on Rigel 7. <laughs> and probably the coolest visual of the movie, she has fucking flames coming out of her eyeballs. Yeah. Like, Kate Blanchett dies in this movie. It's kind of a, it's thrown a bone to the people that love to see the villain. Well, no, it's tradition. All the villains have horrifically amazing deaths. But yeah, and, all and the this... prior villains were horrific people. And th- this villain was just... You know, <laughs> kind I of guess a she would scientist. Use, yeah, she would use it for evil, but I have yet to see that evil. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, but it, she gets her eyes set on fire and presumably her brain melts. And then also she's sucked into this interdimensional portal. Dimension <laughs> X. <laughs> Shredder, I've given you unlimited technology. And this is how you repay me. The Soviets. <laughs> that's, that's the dumbest thing in the world because there's no way John... John Hurt's all about these aliens. He's figured it all out. And this is the point. At some point, when he's in the temple, his brain just goes from crazy to normal again, and he's a genius. Yeah, I don't get that. You need to show something like, you know, the alien powers leaving his brain yep, something. or something. He just, the next time they cut to him, he's like, well, hello, Henry. And you're like, shut the fuck up. And someone's like, oh, man, what are these space aliens? Like, uh, interdimensional point of fact. Point of fact of what? Where the fuck did you read that? A coloring book? It's bullshit. <laughs> It doesn't. What, does that make it more interesting? More anything? Why is interdimensional better than space? What? Whoa! 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 whoa. <laughs> that means nothing. <laughs> it could mean any less. Where do they go? Space? Not into space. Into the space between spaces. Ray Winstone's death is also another the well, best part of this movie. Well, he's movie. just, he's in, the, he's in the castle and he's picking up all the gold. He's putting on a tiara and he's like, I'm the king of the Mayans. And he's like <laughs> loving it all so much. And like, you know, he kind of, the, the whole, everything's going to shit. The, the ship's taken off. A bunch of Soviets get sucked into the interdimensional. Who's a fudge? And, uh, you know, Harrison Ford runs back into the trophy room and he's like, hey, Abu, the lava's coming and the flying carpet's leaving. Let's get the fuck out of here. And this is where Mac takes on the role of Dr. Schneider from Last Crusade, that she's still reaching for that cup. Yep, totally. And, you know, Indy gets out the whip, which, by the way, not enough whip in this movie. There's some whip, not enough whip. Not really yeah. minimal. Whips up, takes out the whip, and uh, you know, he's holding on to it. And he's like, come on. He actually says to Ray Winstone, use your leg. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing because he's like, oh, I got to, no. <laughs> I got to use what, fucking. Because, <laughs> yeah, he just says no. He's just like, Andy, I'll be. And it's supposed to be like this touching, like, he's learned a lesson or something. He's like, I'll be all right. Like, no, you won't. You're going to get sucked into God knows what. I got, en- I got enough gold to pay the tolls I do. I'm sure this gold will be good in another dimension. Every atom in his body is about to die a painful separate death. Like, <laughs> you're finished. I'll be okay, Jonesy. Mac, if it comes down between you or the whip, I want the whip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. I don't have the space aliens using the whip. I would love it if he's like, come on, Jonesy, pull harder, you lazy Sal. Come on, Jonesy. And he goes, the name. 
is Indiana <laughs> and fucking lets it go. Oh, yeah. No! <laughs> That's, I mean, like, yeah, Kate Blanchett says it's great, but I want to follow, I want a tracking shot of Ray Winstone going into that portal and just fucking turn it into sand or something. Absolutely. No, you go through, it's the whole fucking Beyond Jupiter sequence for 2001. Yeah. Like, you just watch him <laughs> grow insane in outer space. It says a lot about us that you thought of 2001 in Space Odyssey, and I thought about the scene from Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> Where the big when they televised the kid? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Is there a candy bar over there, Chomsey? <laughs> Uh, that's kind of the end of the movie. That's I mean, it. Uh, yeah, you know, then uh, they get to the top of this thing. And, it, you know, it is a computer graphic, but it's a cool image, I think, of the spaceship takes off. And then, like, you know, because of the th- the part of the land that's been shifted, all this water falls in and fills up this city. Like they were never there. <laughs> exactly. Scully, did you see that? It finally approved aliens. What are you talking about? I sneezed. <laughs> did I miss it? Uh, uh, now that all the evidence is washed away. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> See you uh, next week. <laughs> cut to uh, our, our good friend Jim Broadbent sweating and running down the hallway. Yeah. And it's so stupid because I guess he's late for this wedding. But the only reason you see him is to see that uh, Indiana Jones has gotten his job back. But now he's like the assistant dean of the college. Which what part about any of this made the U.S. government stop the investigation? Exactly. No one was there. No one went. <laughs> anything a crazy middle-aged woman john hurt and mutt williams were all like yeah 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 neil flynn and the fbi he didn't do it so wait you went to south america and did stuff with communists okay no yeah you're not a communist <laughs> you're still under investigation <laughs> even more so so yeah let's let's wrap it up the infamous wedding scene this killed a lot of people including me i mean this is just stupid. just like why could they just be together and it's nice and it's a nice thing they have to get married. But it's not even just like they have to get married. It's a ding-dong chapel <laughs> wedding. Like, it's a movie wedding. You know what I mean? Like, we can't have... You're fucking Indiana Jones. You've seen every corner of the world. You get married in a campus chapel. And it's like, you know what? Fine. Get married. But don't tease the passing of the torch. Yes. Yeah. That's... It's That's really, the biggest problem. It's shitty. And, he, you know, he picks up the hat. But... Okay, he spies the hat on a coat rack, maybe. <laughs> and he's like, look at that hat. And he puts it on. And then, you know, maybe Harrison Ford comes over and he's like, I don't think so, Junior. Yeah. And that's it. No, 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 no. A ghost blows the doors open. Marcus Brody, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Junior, it's your father. You didn't invite my ghost to the wedding. <laughs> now we need a Jones and Mutt Williams have to be Ghostbusters. <laughs> My old man is stuck in, in the pre- present. He needs to go to the afterlife. Ah, <laughs> uh, he was stuck in the space between spaces. <laughs> the aliens have him hostage. And Marcus Brody. <laughs> Indy, your friend's really stupid. He's always talking about gold. Marcus Brody, he'd get lost in his own interdimensional void. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. <laughs> yeah. uh, Princess Peach. <laughs> That's the end of the movie, man. Harrison Ford gives a real fuck you look to Shia LaBeouf. And then, and then credits roll. That's He's got a real, we'll have fucking words about this later. I'm, yeah, I'm totally. That's disrespectful. The things I'm going to do to your mother tonight. See you later, <laughs> kid. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, 
would you recommend someone catch up to the franchise? I think if they haven't seen it, they they should just to know what's what. Um, I mean, it's decently well paced. It's it's got tons of problems, but you know, if you got an afternoon to kill, I would just say no. I I really just. And I know it's not really like fanboy, like you broke my heart kind of crap. I just don't think it's a it's a movie that warrants you to watch it. You know what I mean? Like either from because you like those movies, you want to see where the characters end up. It's not really the characters you love. And it's not a movie that's really entertaining. Yeah, I know. When I, when I recommend it, I'm like, so you can argue it about it. You know? <laughs> oh, I mean, no way. Uh, no way. Uh, I, I, I mean, what Steve said, obviously. And it's also it. You now have the choice. Like, if if it's in theaters, I have to see it because I want to see Indiana Jones on the big screen. Yeah. That's half the fucking point. But if I'm, like, on TBS, it comes on one day, and therefore it's three and a half hours long. (laughs) Um, There's, I I don't know if anything here that I would feel like you need to know to, if if there were to make, if they were to make another Indiana Jones or, God forbid, reboot it. Um (laughs) I don't think there's anything here that you would need to go into the next one. Like, I think if you just ended on The Last Crusade, you'd be like, okay, here we go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I side more with Eric. It's a totally fine hungover Sunday afternoon movie. And, you know, for for God's sake, people, keep yourselves relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Stay educated. No, I I kid. But, I mean, I I really don't have too many problems with it. I understand it's a bad movie. We all instantly agreed to do this as the second anniversary episode. There wasn't any hemming and hawing over it. Like, it is what it is. It's a shit movie that has some decent action scenes. And, yeah, you know, if you're catching it on maybe an HBO or you borrow it from some or it's streaming i think it was streaming for a while i mean it's not a complete waste of time and it it is the novelty of seeing that character but the unfortunate thing is when the credits roll that's you realize that's exactly what it is it's a novelty like it's Mm -hmm. not you know i haven't seen yet whether or not they're selling like the the original three on blu-ray outside of the four box set but I'm not getting them on Blu-ray until they are. You yeah, know what I mean, I don't need that in my house ever. <laughs> yeah, that's about as bad as I remember it. The movie that is, you know, the whenever I've I've ridden the Stratton Island ferry a lot, and uh-huh. every time I'm on it, ever since the Dark Knight came out, I think of that unnecessary scene in the Dark Knight that <laughs> adds 24 minutes to yeah, that movie. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Like, let them all just kill each other. <laughs> Get on with it. Let I definitely th- needed that extra 24. Minutes in that two and a half hour movie, but dude, you have yeah. you have to know <laughs> that Zeus Lister, sure, is a is a man, even though he's a criminal. Yeah, he's a man. He's a human he's, being. He's aware of the crimes he's done, and he's ready to you know go to Valhalla for it. Yeah, Jesus, man, whatever with the that sequence. It's 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 so unnecessary, and it's such a perfect, almost perfect movie, except for that. I know people are like, but actually, that is a scene. It's actually almost. A it's perfect- going to exemplify how the Joker was willing to go to such extremes to. <laughs> yeah, no, we get it. Man, cut his fucking mouth open. I'm pretty sure he's pretty extreme. Yeah, think, <laughs> there's that. At the end, like, you know, Batman's like, it's like this, this, it's a wonderful life ending where it's like, everyone's not as terrible as you. It's like a reverse, <laughs> it's a wonderful life. Fuck you, Mr. Potter. <laughs> or burn your goddamn house down. Mr. Potter would be Batman. He's got all the money. <laughs> <laughs> but he wouldn't then, like, you know, sacrifice his body for the citizens of... of if he did, yeah. that's why he's crippled. No. Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart would be Daredevil. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, Mr. Potter is a perfect uh, the penguin. Oh, yeah. He looks oh, like the penguin, too. pot in, oh, in his name already. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mr. Mr. Oswald Cobblepotter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so clue for next week's rerun. Rob <laughs> Schneider. Oh, shit. So that could be a couple of things. Rob I think you mean sweet Robbie Schneider. Sweet. Oh. <laughs> That's what goes on in my brain every time I think about Rob Schneider, which I don't know. This is something. We're recording these bumpers months in advance. Um do you think by the time this airs, anyone in this room will have seen Joe Dirt 2? No. No. No way. No. Dude, did you guys see the preview for it? There's w- time travel in it. Oh, I know, oh no. great. Well, thank God. Thank God he for that, at least. travels through time. You know what? I'm not going to watch it, and it'll be like I went through time to, you know, ahead of watching it. Oh, you skipped it. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. skipped it. And I see. And you know what's strange is, like, I haven't seen Rob Schneider in forever, and then I've been catching up on in, Inside Amy Schumer, uh-huh. and he just does, like, is he a it? random one part. He doesn't even get a joke. He's just there. Is he credited as Sweet Robbie Schneider? <laughs> uh, Robert Schneider, I believe. What a fucking ass. What an absolute ass. Is Dennis Miller in that new one or no? In Joe Dirt? Yeah. Yeah, and he's looking like uh, he took the Marshmallow Express to Puff Town. Chugga, wow. chugga, chugga, Whatever. chug. Fuck Dennis Miller. Yeah. <laughs> why, are, why are the three of you Hold shocked on. that Listen. I just made fun of Dennis Miller being kind of fat? We're, we're pissing on graves that we hate movies, I guess. <laughs> Rob dead? Schneider, Dennis Miller. Well, Do you think by the time this airs, Dennis graves, Miller will be dead? Oh, do not worry about Dennis Miller. <laughs> That's it. You just sealed his fate. So until next week, we're at something about Robbie Schneider. I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Gavin. Great sister. Yeah. Enjoy the summer. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.